Thanks for tuning in to the High School at 12 Stone Church ministry podcast. Let this message be a source of truth and encouragement. Let's lean into this week's message. H12 family, how y'all doing? Man, it's good to see you guys. My name is Chase, and I am the high school pastor here at the Central Campus, and I am so glad that you're here tonight for Back to School Bash. Are y'all having a good time? That's good. That's good. I love it, man. We, we have been so expectant for, for this night and, and what's going to take place here I know that you guys are already having a blast and we're gonna continue to have fun. And I wanna say this as as we continue uh, to to just be together for the next few moments. Um, I believe that everyone in this room is is here on purpose. This is not a mistake that you're in this room tonight. It's not a mistake that that you got here, that you got an invite from a friend. Uh, That that, that all happened Um, and and it is is on purpose. And, And I believe this, I believe God has a word for us tonight Together as a family, he has a word for us, but I also believe that he's going to speak to you individually over these next few moments. And so before we get into to scripture and the truth of, of God, I wanna share with you a little bit about my life. I am a married man to a beautiful woman named Lauren, and she's in the house tonight, y'all. Yeah. She's, she's hands down the best looking girl in here, so it's, it's all good. Uh, and not only is she, is she my wife, but she is also a mom. And we, one of the fun facts about us is that we have twins. Check out my family, y'all. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That looks so good. They look so good. They look so good. That is... That is my son, Rowan Knox, that I'm holding, and that is my daughter, Adeline Eden, that my wife is holding, and uh, they're like 18 months now. They'll be 18 months in a couple uh, days, so, um, man, I love my family, and I'm so proud of my family, thankful for my wife. Uh, Side note, she's actually my superhero uh, because she's a mom to twins, uh, and that's really difficult, (laughs) Uh, if if you know what I'm saying. but hey, uh, I, I wanna share this, you know, that's a, that's a great picture and all, but uh, we do have our moments. Let me, let me tell you, we do have our moments. Um, but I do wanna actually share an incredible moment with you and just give you a glimpse into, inside my family. Um, and this is a video of, of, my, of our twins. Uh, my wife captured this, they were in the crib together. And if you were to go on YouTube and, and YouTube giggling twins, uh, you, you would see this. Are you kidding me? 
I mean, if you were having a bad day, like you no longer have a bad day. You have no more excuses for having a bad day. So anyways, if you're just, you know, having a bad week, maybe school is horrible, just YouTube giggling twins and your life will be so much better, I promise. Um, or if you ever wanna babysit, you know, we can, we can make that work too. Uh, uh, free, free though, free, free babysitting. Um, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, when, when, we, when, we, when we had kids and, and I, I became a dad, like what happened was that watching them grow up and, and watching them uh, play and do different things, like it brings back a lot of memories like of you. Like it brought back a lot of memories of me when I was a child, you know what I mean? Um, and one of the, the memories that, that was kind of brought back, and I have a question for you tonight, and I hope that, that I'm not alone in this. I don't think I am, um, but this is confession real quick. Uh, I'm still, I still have this fear, okay? I still have this fear. You can make some noise. You can raise your hand, but the question is this. Is anybody in here ever been afraid of the dark, or are, are you afraid of the dark? Come on. Can we just be completely honest tonight? You're a little afraid of the dark. Some of you are in here like, bro, like I'm not afraid of the dark. You know what I mean? Like that's been like five, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like I don't even remember really being afraid of the dark. Whether, whether you remember or whether you confess that you are, which there's moments that you're scared of the dark. Maybe you have some fears of the dark. I would love to read you 10 signs to prove that you are actually scared of the dark, okay? The first one is this. You start panicking when the lights go out. You know what I mean? Like, what the heck? Yeah, see? It's already proven. I don't even need to read the rest of the nine, you know? Okay, number two. When watching horror movies, all the lights are on, like all of them, all of them. Number three, number three, when you turn the lights off, you run and jump into bed as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. So like the floor, the floor becomes like hot lava. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh. Like you're, you're, you know that there's a monster living under there and he's gonna just grab your ankle one day. Yeah. Number, number four. Listen, this, is, this one gets me, y'all, I'm telling you. This one gets me. You, you make sure to never look at the mirrors in the dark. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. Never look at the mirrors. You know like when you're in grandma's house and you pass the hallway and there's that bathroom hallway and it's dark and then you see something out of the corner of your eye? You just keep walking a little bit faster. You're like, no, I'm good. You know what I mean? You, you, you never look twice because here's the deal. In every scary movie, in every scary movie, there's, some, there's somebody behind them in the mirror when they're brushing the teeth, you know, and then someone pops up. It's bad news. Number, number five, number five. This is also a good one. When you stay at your house by yourself and you constantly hear things when it's dark. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's right. I'm getting some hand raising up in here. It's like, yeah, that's me. Number six. 
You never go to the bathroom at night. Never. Number seven, long dark hallways scare you. Number eight, all my drivers in here, you hate long dark empty roads at night. No, no. Because you know, you know what happens. You know what happens. The car always breaks down, never fails. Any scary movie, they have car trouble, it's over, they're done. It's, you know what's gonna happen. Number nine, you sleep completely under the sheets, like head and all, like it's just like, yeah, that's it. Number 10, this is the last one, this is the last one. You might have a fear of the dark if your room looks like Times Square when you're asleep and it's just totally lit up, like it's just like, now, not turning any lights off, mom. Sorry, dad, you had to pay the electric bill, but uh, not doing it, just not my thing. Not my thing. And, and listen, there's no shame in the game of being a little scared of the dark, it's okay, it's okay. I'm a grown man and I'm a little scared of the dark, okay? But here's what I find interesting about darkness. Here's what I find interesting about darkness is that when it comes to physical darkness, our, our, our nature, our, our number one like action is to what? Go to the light. If you walk into a dark room, your number one, your number one instinct is to turn on the light. If you're scared of the dark, you are looking to run to the light when it comes to physical darkness, because the reality of it is is that you find freedom in the light, right? There's like safety in the light. When you're covered in darkness, when the darkness paralyzes you, you chase the light. But here's where it gets interesting. When it comes to internal issues and things that we deal with in our lives, what happens is that changes. The things that you struggle with, the temptations that you deal with, the things in your life that, that you, you, you just, you, you really don't want anybody to see, what happens is that you actually run not towards the light, but towards the darkness. And we hide the things that we don't want people to see in the darkness. It's the exact opposite. And here's what I mean by that. I mean that everyone in this room, and, and, and really in the world, that we, we wanna put our best foot forward, right? We wanna put our best foot forward. We only want people to see the things that we want them to see. And when we look at other people's lives, we only see the good that the other people want us to see, because the rest is hidden in the darkness. And you know why I know this is true? Because I've done it too. We hide things and we stuff things away. We all do it. 
We only let people see the good that we want them to see. And, and I can kind of explain this another way too for you to understand more, but, but it's the world of social media. The world of social media is this platform for, for, for this facade of perfection. And what happens is that we use these things to, to promote our perfection, the good that we want people to see and be exposed, yet we never expose what's in the dark because we're only going to allow people to see the good that we want them to see. And if we're honest, the struggle, the pain, the hurt, the things that we deal with, we stuff away in the darkness. And you wanna know why I think we do this? Is because we only see the good with the people around us. And you know what this does to us? This, this leaves us asking questions. Maybe they sound like this in your life. Maybe it sounds like, am I the only one that's dealing with this sin in my life? Am I the only one that's struggling in my life? Because I don't see it. Am I the only one that I have a habit that I cannot kick? Like it just, it just keeps happening and happening and happening, and I can't, I can't get rid of that habit. Am I the only one that has a temptation that, that, that I struggle with over and over and over again? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? And if we're honest with ourselves tonight, I, I believe that some of us are very defeated because we've been living in the darkness for a long time. But here's what I know. I believe tonight there's people in this room who wants to be rescued from the darkness. You wanna be rescued from the darkness, but, but you've kind of put this together in your mind. You're like, well, Chase, listen, man, if, if, it's, if, I'm, if I'm gonna be rescued from the darkness, the only thing that overcomes darkness is light. But, 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 but if, if, light, if, if I step into the light, everything in the darkness will be revealed. Every, everybody will see exactly what I'm dealing with, what I'm struggling with, this habit, this sin that I can't kick. And so we stray away from this thing called light because we're afraid that people will label us and define us by what's hidden in the darkness. But I'm gonna ask you in these next few moments, would you give God an opportunity? Would you give God an opportunity to speak to you? Would you give God an opportunity that the best thing in your life that could happen in this moment is that you would step from darkness to light?
because there is only one thing that cover, that, that overcomes darkness and that is light. Here's our conversation tonight. It's, it's based around this one thought, that light overcomes darkness. Let's grab our Bibles. Your Bibles are under your seat. Or if you don't wanna grab a Bible, you can look on the screen. Scripture will be on the screen. Um, and if you wanna have a glowing face, use your cell phone. Um, it's the Bible app. John chapter three is where we're going to be. And I wanna share a conversation with you tonight. John chapter three, if you don't know where it's at, no shame in the game, open up the first few pages of the Bible, look where the number is. In the index, find John, it's the fourth gospel in the New Testament. Somebody yell out the number, John chapter three, when you get it. 10? 1064. 1064. John chapter three. I'm excited to share this story with you, but before I do this, I want you to know something. I want you to know that in the Bible there are different metaphors when we look at scripture to describe those that have a relationship with God and those who don't. And in the Bible, one of the most widely used metaphors of all the Bible is this idea of, of dark and light, and light and dark. And that's what we're gonna read a story about. It's a conversation between two men. One is named Jesus, and the other is named Nicodemus. And Jesus, in this conversation, uses this metaphor, light and dark, to, to describe between wicked and good. And I wanna share this conversation with you tonight. Before I do that, I wanna introduce you to, to these two men. Jesus is the Son of God, he's the Messiah. And then Nicodemus, we'll talk about Jesus in a, a little later and I'll, I'll kind of unpack that in, in a few moments, but I wanna, I wanna share with you Nicodemus. Nic Nicodemus was, he was a Pharisee. He, he was a, a member of the religious ruling class and, and these guys were, were masters. They were masters of, of knowing and trying to follow like rules. In religion, they, they were masters at trying to follow rules. It was like a checklist when it came to faith and religion. These, he, he, in this conversation, Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the night, in the darkness. And this is significant because he does this because his friends, the dudes that he, hang out, he, he hangs out with, the companions are also Pharisees. And, and if you know anything about the Bible, whether you don't, this, this is what happens. These, these guys, his friends, they have Jesus arrested on fake charges and he goes to the cross and they have him killed. And so Nicodemus comes to Jesus in, in the night because he necessarily couldn't be seen with Jesus, but Nicodemus was drawn to Jesus. And we often see this in scripture, that he was drawn to Jesus. And they have a conversation. And I wanna share with you this conversation. Nicodemus knew something was different. 
when it came to Jesus. John chapter three, verse one says this, verse one and two, it says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. And that's a, that's a key statement right there in verse two. And notice what he says. We, we know that, that, that you are a teacher who has come from God. He can tell that something is different about Jesus and he, he can tell that, that God is with him. And so Jesus engages this conversation and, and, and Nicodemus and, and, and him, he, he, they, they have a conversation about how to gain access to the kingdom of heaven in the cover of night, in the cover of darkness. And let me just tell you something. This was before, way before electricity, y'all. So they just couldn't flip on a light, you know what I mean? Like they were in the night. And Jesus uses the darkness of night to tell Nicodemus how to gain access to the kingdom of heaven. And because this conversation is recorded, we also have, a, have an opportunity to know what it means to gain access to the kingdom of heaven. Verse three says this, let's look what Jesus says. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely uh, they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Jesus says, listen, if you want to gain access to the kingdom of God, you must be born again. In this moment, in this piece of the conversation, Nicodemus is kind of confused a little bit because he's like, yo, how do we do that when we're old? I don't know, I mean, and they have that conversation and, and Jesus is like, no, 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 no. You're, you're not being physically born again, but it's a spiritual birth. To be born of the spirit, not in a sense of physical Birth. You were already born. Each of you were born into this world a physical birth. That's why you're sitting in this room. Know what I mean? But some of you tonight, or, or maybe in the past, you've been wrestling and you've heard this and you're like, well, maybe, like, I understand the whole reborn thing and, like, I know that I, you know, if I want a relationship with Jesus, I have to be reborn and it's spiritual. Like, yeah, I, I get that, but... Maybe you're unclear of, of, of why. Why do I have to be born again? And Nicodemus and Jesus are having this conversation because Nicodemus was not reborn again. But the question begs itself, if we're, listen, if we're listening to this conversation, we're asking why. Why do I need to be born again when I'm already 
physically born? Well, it's because there's a spiritual birth too. But why? Why do I need to be reborn again? Give me something else. Here it is. Because we live in darkness. We live in darkness. Maybe a, maybe a part of the story of the Bible you, you, might be, you might have heard before, but maybe it never clicked. But I wanna tell you that story, and it's about a story of the very beginning of time. If you were to flip over in your Bible and go totally left to the very front of that, you would find the book of Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, uh, there's, there's a story about creation and how God created the earth and he separated darkness from light and he deemed light good. And then over a few chapters later, we find the story of Adam and Eve. Anybody know the story of Adam and Eve? Yeah. So Adam and Eve, God created Adam and Eve, and he said, yo, Adam and Eve, listen, don't eat from this tree. One tree in the garden, he said, don't eat from it. He said, if you eat from this tree, you've disobeyed me, and sin will enter the world. I'm assuming you can guess what happens. <laughs> Even Adam ate from the tree. And sin entered the world. They disobeyed God. And what happened? The moment they disobeyed God, they, they concealed themselves, they hid, and where did they go? They ran to hide in darkness. For all of creation, all of creation, th this is this is us, this affects us because sin entered the world in that moment, darkness entered back into the world and each and every one of you who are physically born into this world are born into darkness. This is the conversation that's happening. Romans 3.23 tells us, for all, for all have fallen Short, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were born into darkness from the very beginning when Adam and Eve, in that moment, after that, every one of us from then on was born into darkness. Throughout scripture, those who live in sin are, are referred to as walking in the darkness. 1 John 1.6 says this, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out truth. If you claim to have a relationship with God and you continue to walk in darkness, then you are living a lie. And Jesus is having this conversation with Nicodemus and, 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 and they're talking back and forth and he gives a, the, the what? You, you have to be reborn again if you want a relationship with Jesus. If you wanna go from dark to light. And this conversation comes to a close, it comes to a verdict. And it's on down in the conversation in chapter three. And what's significant is that he mentions a word that we've been discussing 
and it's light. In verse 19 through 21, you can read it if you want to, but I'm just gonna tell you the verdict of this conversation. And Jesus says this. He says, light has entered the world. Jesus says, light has come into the world. So the darkness that came into the world long ago with Adam and Eve, Jesus says now light is re-entering the world. And what this means is that he is, he's bringing light back into the world to give us an opportunity in our darkness to save us from our sin, from the darkness. Jesus is saying to Nicodemus in this moment that Nicodemus, I am the light of the world. You could say it this way, Jesus is coming back into the world. He came back to the world. Jesus, his sacrifice, he's coming back into the world. John 8 verse 12 says, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will never, what never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus came to this earth to solve and overcome darkness. He came to this earth to solve and overcome darkness. Some of you in here, you understand, you know, you have a feeling that you are living in darkness. You are living in sin. You've never accepted Jesus before in your life. And you're sick and tired of being defeated and you, you know that there's more to this life. You know it. And to be honest, some of you may have seen it from the, from the students who are in here who have accepted Jesus, that there's more to this life than just continue to walk in the darkness this hopelessness. And some of you may be asking yourself tonight, how do I get access to the kingdom of heaven? Like Nicodemus was asking Jesus, how? How do I do it? How do I, how, how do I have an opportunity to live in, in, with eternal life? Because one day we will physically die, but it's, scripture says that the spirit will live on to eternal life. Some of you may be asking yourself the question, and in this conversation, Nicodemus tells, Jesus tells Nicodemus that while you were loving darkness, God was loving you. While, while we as a world were loving darkness, God was loving us. God loved us so much. God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. It was the ultimate act of love when Jesus let go of heaven to grab on to us, to come into this earth, to be the light in the dark world. To be the light in the darkness, he was tempted in every way you could imagine. 
but yet he lived a perfect life. He lived a perfect life. He was without sin. And then later he, he would be arrested on false charges and he would be sent to a cross to die. And when he died, in that moment, all the weight of our sin, our temptation, our struggle, the habit that we can't kick was there. And he took that. And he took it to the grave. And he defeated it on the third day whenever he rose again. And because of that, we can step into the light, unashamed of what's in our darkness. One of the most quoted verses in all the world happens in this conversation. Many of you could say it, whether you have a relationship with Jesus or not, but it's John 3, 16. And I'm gonna add John 17 because I think this is necessary tonight. John 3, 16 through 17 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For, for, and verse 17 says this, for God did not send his son to, to the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Here's what I want you to know. When we decide to walk from dark to light, some of us are paralyzed in the darkness and we don't wanna step into the light because we are afraid what will be revealed. But I wanna clear this up. It's the verse 17 clears this up so much that God didn't send his, he didn't send his son to condemn the world, but he sent his son to save the world. I'm gonna tell you something, God does not just see your sin when you walk into the light, when you decide to accept Jesus, but what happens is that he sees his son. He doesn't just see your sin, but he sees his son, and I'm gonna tell you something. What he sees is forgiveness. What he sees is love. What he sees is his grace. The sacrifice of Jesus that covers everything. That's what God sees. No longer what is in the dark label or defines you. The name of Jesus defines you. Some of you tonight are going to walk from darkness to light. And it's gonna be the best night of your life. It's gonna change your life forever. Forever.